Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. I'd like to encourage everyone on my Facebook friends list, everyone in my social groups, and all of my listeners worldwide, please do me a favor. Hit that like button and share this video podcast with your friends, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. It's free. Help make this video podcast go viral by posting this link to your Facebook page, your Instagram page, and or on your Twitter page. This video podcast is available in three forms. Audio, video, and as a written in order for us to reach our audience. On my YouTube channel, you can watch my latest video podcast. I provide direct links to our virtual store, my Amazon author page, our PayPal page, my Medium page, and our GoFundMe page under the About section. We look forward to having you on board with this with us as we embrace upon this exciting project. If you are listening to this audio podcast on Anchor, just click on the YouTube icon to connect with my YouTube channel. In order to follow along with my presentation, I strongly recommend everyone on my Facebook friends list exchange emails with me so that I can email you everything I do online. I encourage all of my listeners to follow me on my Medium page. This is where I post my transcript so that you can read my full speech word for word or click on the audio version to hear my speech. I use this platform to interact with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups by giving black business owners free airtime to promote their products and services. I give people in the faith community an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I give black authors and, and ordinary law-abiding citizens an opportunity to share their special talents and skills to my listeners from around the globe. After the show, I offer my guest speakers an incentive by teaching them how to create their own podcast and YouTube channel to help them earn extra revenue. I also assist people on my friends list with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships and grants, housing and legal services, all for free. I am not interested in writing and publishing more books, but rather producing quality black empowerment films and creating successful black businesses. I am not online to beg for donations. I want to exchange something of value. My thing is, if I am doing, going to ask for something, then I'm going to have a product or service behind it, like my revised book or my virtual store. This video podcast is an extension of the grassroots community activist movement. Over here, we promote critical thinking while discussing social issues throughout the diaspora and on the African continent until the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago materialize. It's my hope through this 
podcast and through my social groups, I can connect with other like-minded black people, African people, Afro-Caribbean people, Afro-Brazilian people, and others who will work with me directly in turning my vision and plan for black America and Africa into a reality. Once we get this film project fully funded and made and get our Christian business up and running, then I would love to invite many of you to Chicago, Illinois to speak or preach during our live events. Through the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago, we will help pay for your travel and hotel expenses depending on our budget and sponsorship. We will also compensate you for your time and talent. Our objective is to keep our community informed and connected. For those of you who appreciate all of the hard work that I'm doing on this video podcast, the best way you can show your support is by donating to our film project through our GoFundMe page or by purchasing items from our virtual store and help me get my revised book on the bestsellers list so that the world would take our cause serious. Our goal is to take your cam to the next level, the big screen. The proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially so that I can purchase property for our Christian business, Gurkai of Chicago. Buy office equipment and hire qualified black middle class professionals who would make sure that this business will be effective and successful for years to come. Most of all, make our presence known in the African-American community, starting in Chicago. Without support from the black grassroots and the global African family, then I am unable to do my job. 31 years of being overlooked and rejected has not stopped me from stumping hard for my people who are trapped in American ghettos. I provide all the links in the comment section below. Please mark your calendar for Saturday, April 29, 2023. I would like to personally invite everyone on my Facebook friends list, everyone in my social groups, and all of my listeners from around the globe to participate on our special segment, GRCAM Virtual Conference. I'm looking for at least five people to be on the panel. I prefer that we practice using StreamYard first in order for us to do a professional show that will challenge our competitors. Theme, witchcraft in the, in the church. Time, 2 p.m. through 3 p.m. American Central Time. 3 p.m. Canadian Time. 8 p.m. West African Time. 9 p.m. South African Time. 10 p.m. East African Time. And 8 p.m. UK Time. Instructions on how to participate on the show. First, watch my video podcast. This is called Side A. After I finish my presentation, then I will open up the phone lines through Facebook Messenger. This is called Side B. You can interact with me in real time, either by voice call, by clicking on the phone icon, or by video call, by clicking on the camera icon. Today's topic of discussion is as follows. Smear campaign against Fricknick, the purpose of the grassroots community activist movement and reparations in a collapsing economy, the fall of American empire. Our first topic, smear campaign against Fricknick. Hula or Hulu will release a documentary 
about the 1994 Freaknik that took place in Atlanta. This documentary is about the rise and fall of Freaknik. Freaknik was an annual spring break festival in Atlanta, Georgia. It was started out by college students from historically black colleges and universities. It began in 1983 as a public party in the park for students who could not afford to return home for, for, from spring break. It, it continued as an annual event held during the third weekend in April. The event increased in size and popularity in the 90s, in, incorporating dance contests, concerts, parties, basketball tournaments, film festivals, and job fairs. In 1999, actions by the police and elected officials caused the celebration of Fricknick to cease. A lot of people are worried about this documentary. For example, I have a video clip of a sister on TikTok explaining her concerns to, to watch the video. Just go to my Medium transcript and scroll down to show and prove. You have a lot of black women and black men doing the most on camera. A lot of, of things came out about black women twerking on top of a car, but then when Mark Lamont Hill made a statement, then people felt uncomfortable. To watch the video, just go to my medium transcript and scroll down to show and prove. I will play the audio version of what he said, then I will give my commentary. Fair use. The Griot. Alright family, we have reached the end of the show, but before I let y'all go, a lot of noise is being made about this Freaknik documentary. A whole bunch of people talking about whose names and faces and voices and bodies are going to show up on this video from the 90s. And most of the conversation is about whether or not women will be exposed on this documentary, whether people's mamas and girlfriends and wives and daughters are going to show up in a Freaknik documentary. And I hear you. But that's the wrong issue. Look, I was outside in the 90s. I've been to Freaknik as an aspiring young journalist covering the story, of course. And when I was there, I saw what was happening. It's not just about women being half naked. It's not about women's hypersexuality. No, Freaknik is about men ogling, men fondling. Freaknik had a lot to do with male hypermasculinity and sexual violence. Freaknik is a rape Fest. It is a sexual assault fest. That's not the only thing going on out there. I'm not trying to demonize or pathologize black people. But if we're talking about the worst parts of Freaknik, it wasn't about the actions of women. It was about the, dis the disgusting actions of us men. And so when you watch Freaknik, you don't need to be worried about mama, daughter, sister, girlfriend. You need to be worried about brother, son, husband, or yourself and whether or not you were engaged in some of the worst parts of patriarchal culture, whether you were part of the worst parts of rape culture and misogyny and sexual violence. When we talk about Freaknik, and the way we, in the way we talk about Freaknik, it's a representation of all the problems we have in a society that always blames women for the actions of men. So don't check the women, check the men. Basically, he is deflecting from what black women did and point the finger at black men. The women, hypersexuality was not the issue. It was black men who were 
the predators in this environment, according to him. He's trying to portray black men as predators and how they should be worried. I understand what Mark Lamont Hill is trying to say. But I believe what he said is wrong as far as making the black man seem like a predator. But there seems to be a hidden agenda behind this documentary. I don't agree with Mark Le Lamont Hill giving black women a pass, but singling out black men. I believe masculinity is under attack. I believe that the white supremacist financial elites are going to spin the narrative about Frick Nick. When you hear the same talking points, it's coming from one of their think tanks. For example, the, the right wing think tank is all about critical race theory, while the left wing think tank is about the Me Too movement. Some of these white feminists is preparing to point out the culture of toxic masculinity. They might try to pull guilt by association thing. What about justice for all those black lynchings in the South during the 1920s? What about justice for Emma Till? Family, we have to stop co-signing these double standards here in America. A woman in Colorado Springs ended up getting pregnant by a 13-year-old boy. Won't face any jail time. To learn more about this case, please go to my Medium page and scroll down to show and prove. We're living in a time when women's sexuality is seen as liberation. Sex workers are having public slut walks, and that's not seen as a problem. I'm noticing a narrative about black men. I predict what the white supremacist financial elites is trying to, trying to do is label Fricknick as a rape culture. Documentaries like this exposes a lot of things. There's no statute of limitations when it comes to cancel culture. If you did something 20 years ago, and if it's on camera, then you may end up in court, you may end up losing your job, or losing your family. The Grill is a left-wing media company for the Democrats, and Marcus Lamont Hill hit every anti-black talking point in 60 seconds. Rape culture, patriarchy, and predator, these are all words given to him by the white supremacist financial elites. We don't have a rape culture, and we don't condone rape. Ricknick was an outlet for people to just hang out and be ratchet for the weekend. What you did at Freaknik stayed at Freaknik. Later on, I was told it became performance. Then in the 90s, it went downhill from there. The whole thing about Freaknik was about all about black men and black women hooking up. It was consensually early on until people from other places began coming there. The outside, out-of-state, out wretched, wretched behavior killed it all. I remember some of my college friends told me about 
what was going going on there. I was told women couldn't walk around without some guys touching on them. I heard that some women were actually violated during that time period because we live in the Me Too era. If you are a successful black businessman, your career could be in jeopardy. If you went, if they went after Bill Cosby for things he he allegedly done 40 years ago, then do you think they will not try to come after some of y'all? If you are on video, this stuff will follow you. It's always a few bad people who act a fool and mess things up for everybody. I always warn my younger uh, group members to conduct themselves accordingly and be mindful of people, places, and things. The narrative has to emphasize that the ratchetness was turned everybody off. No, Nobody co-signed that behavior. The white, the white equivalent of Freaknik was Girls Gone Wild, Woodstock, and Slutteries Motorcycle Rally. I predict this documentary is going to be me Too on steroids. Notice no one is talking about the Dalai Lama and his pedophilia. I watched a video that had a child sitting on the Dalai Lama's lap and he was trying to get the child to kiss his tongue. Can you imagine what he does in private with little children? Please leave a public comment on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this video podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Second topic, the purpose of the grassroots community activist movement. I created GERCAM on November 10th, 1991 on a site called Gopher. I wanted to connect with other like-minded black people, African people, African immigrants within the United States of America, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Latinos, and Afro-Caribbeans. I wanted us to focus on solving our social issues on two fronts, domestic, domestically within the United States of America and on the international front throughout the diaspora as well as on the African continent. After 15 years of being overlooked and rejected by Black Chicago or Black America, I decided to write and publish my experience doing street ministry and promoting my virtual Christian socialist organization, Recam. Some of my close, closest friends and family members pointed out that the publisher did not edit my first book, even though I paid for, um, I paid for publishing and editing. I was upset, but I lacked the resource to, to fight them in court. I was blessed that Sister Renee decided to assist me in editing my revised book. So in 2012, we used Create Space, which is now known as Kindle Direct Publishing. We also launched our virtual store, Gercam Online. To my surprise, I had little to no support for my efforts in trying to do something positive in the African-American community. Family, it takes capital to start any kind of business, whether it's a nonprofit business or a for-profit business. That's why I wrote my book 
and created my online store. I don't sell dope. I sell knowledge that will give you the skills to pay the bills. I have been on Facebook since 2004, 19 years to be exact. In 2006, I created our first podcast known as Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos on Blog Talk Radio in order to reach out to the black masses within the podcast community. I am using this podcast to mobilize like-minded black people, African people, African immigrants within the United States of America, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Latinos, and Afro-Caribbeans to help me raise funds for our film project as well as to promote my revised book, which is the foundation of my Christian business, Rakai of Chicago. I am just here, I'm not just here to raise funds for our film project or only to sell my revised book, but also to give unknown black artists, African artists, black entrepreneurs, and African entrepreneurs an opportunity to promote their work or business to my listeners from around the globe. I will also do the same thing in my real business, but we will charge a small fee because I have to pay my employees and the bills. We have various contributors who participate on our monthly panel during our virtual conferences. I expanded my social groups for my Christian audience and for my secular audience on such sites as Black Planet, MySpace, Yahoo, Lycos, AOL, and others. Last April, I decided to create a GoFundMe page in order to raise funds for our film project Quote, Hood Liberator Made in Chicago, The War Against Willie Lynch Begins, unquote. This is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group here in America. I'm using GoFundMe to be transparent so that our donors can see where the money is going. So far, out of 1,672 people that's on my Facebook friends list, only five people have donated to our film project. And this is why it's taken me so long to get things done. I'm not doing this these video podcasts for my health. And I refuse to be ignored. I offer something that no black leader in America has, and that is a solution to solve our social problems within the United States and throughout the African diaspora if given a chance. I'm calling on all of my group members and my Christian groups, Light of the World Inspirational Group and Christian Spoken Word Network. We've got to do better. Our children is dependent on us to help them move to the next level in life. Please donate what you can to our film project and also purchase my revised book, either the e-book for $9.99 or the softcover book for $15 plus shipping and handling. You can find all the links to my uh, book as well as to the GoFundMe um, page in the comment section below this video podcast. I also need all of my member group members from my secular groups, Grakai of Chicago, Grakai of Africa, and the New Black Voices of Media, as well as all the other 
social uh, groups that I have. Please donate what you can, and also purchase my revised book, either the ebook or the soft cover book. My goal through this docudrama is to raise two hundred thousand for our first installment. We will look for a legitimate production company that will assist us in creating a film trailer and a movie poster. The additional three hundred thousand is for our actual film, which would include the film crew and a screenwriter. The proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially to hire black middle class professionals, purchase property in Chicago and in South Africa, and buy office equipment. Since 2010, I have been paying out of pocket to secure the business title, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago. The Kyle of Chicago will be a multi-purpose facility. The Kyle of Chicago will provide quality programs and services that will benefit the African American community. We will promote cultural retention. The Kyle of Chicago will have seven separate functions within the business, all under one roof. A social service component, a spiritual component, which will be optional for secular people, a political component, an entrepreneur component, an entertainment component, a, a black media component, new black voices of media, and a health and wellness component. It's my hope that the that the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago will become a hub for black artists and black entrepreneurs. Grecam is a global community of thinkers and builders. I need your help to move Grecam from behind a computer on to the big screen in order to reach the black masses. Grecam of Chicago will take the lead in solving our social problems starting in Chicago. I believe this act of human collaboration across an open platform is essential to the low-income African-American community and our collective future. Our team of professionals will offer quality programs and services. They will be committed to affecting positive change in the African-American community in which we will operate. We believe that quality education is the foundation of a successful community along with black economic empowerment and spiritual development. Kukai of Chicago is a 501c3 nonprofit faith-based and community advocacy organization. All donations are deductible for U.S. citizens to the full extent allowed by law. We have a major cultural, social, economical problem within the African-American community. I am trying to do something about it, but I can't do it alone. It takes a team to make a dream work. The benefit of Gakai of Chicago will offer the Afri African-American community. Gakai of Chicago will offer a nonprofit sector and a for-profit sector for local residents. Gakai of Chicago will provide stipends to our members and students based on our budget and sponsorship. In time, we will offer a second chance program for ex-offenders of nonviolent crimes, former gang members, and homeless individuals within the community. 
We will offer interactive space for our members to create their films, their own music, both Christian and secular, and in order to facilitate wholesome live, um, live family-oriented events. We will strive to fill a void in the live performance arena through poetry, comedy, music, hip-hop, holy hip-hop, educational workshops, seminars, and more. Our objective is to empower our, our members and our students. We will offer a comprehensive blockchain engineering training course that covers the fundamentals and concepts of blockchain technology, filmmaking, journalism, oil painting, African and Caribbean tours, after cultural technology, how to become digital nomads. Since black Chicago and black America has rejected and overlooked my vision and plan for 31 years, my Christian business will be membership based. Again, I don't operate like the next black man. I have my own style and way of doing things. Once we have that physical building and our support systems in place, then we will reach out to the, the local residents. We are going to raise the bar in black America. In order to be a part of this new black American grassroots organizations, we require that everyone who enter our, our doors, we want to check their paperwork. Meaning, meaning people will have to attend our mandatory orientation, sign our community pledge, pass our criminal background check, and submit their thumbprint. Anyone who tries to undermine our objective or try to change our focus will get two warnings. The third time that person or persons will have their name, address, and photo ID placed on our Judas list, and they will be barred for life. And also, uh, everybody in the community will know who they are because we're going to put that on blast. We will separate ourselves from the Pookie and Ray Rays. Absolutely no active gang members, no degenerates, no hardened criminals, no off-code Negroes, no pedophiles, and no urban terrorists allowed in my Christian business. This is how I get down. The Kyle Chicago is open to ordinary law-abiding citizens, non-black sympathizers, and undiscovered artists. This is my contribution back to my community, society, and throughout the African diaspora. Please leave a public comment on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this video podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our third topic, reparations in a collapsing economy, the fall of American empire. The question, should descendants of American slaves demand cash payments in U.S. dollars. Today, we will explore the current state of the U.S. economy and the ongoing debate about reparations for black Americans with reports of the U.S. dollar potentially collapsing. Some have raised the question of whether cash payments in U.S. dollars would be an effective form of reparations. Disclaimer. This is not financial advice. The African-American community is not 
talking about the fall of the American dollar and how to prepare for what's coming next. Reparation to me is a moral and economic debt that's owed to descendants of American slaves who built the United States of America and various European nations. For example, our ancestors built Washington, D.C. under Benjamin Benner. The tab of American slavery continues to run because the beneficiaries of slavery continues to benefit. We're still dealing with the legacy of American slavery because of the 13th Amendment, systematic racism in medical care, housing, employment, education, environmental, and criminal justice. As I mentioned on my last podcast, The Guardian, a British newspaper, has linked going back to slavery. When they talk about profiteering, these institutions leave out slavery profiteering. White media companies like The Guardian made their wealth from slave labor. Chase Bank, New York Life Insurance, basically everyone has a vast interest in concealing this information because everyone who are descendants of slaves, slave owners, owe the descendants of American slaves, ranging from those of the UK government to the US government. This has occurred for hundreds of years. Slave wealth has been used by white media companies, banks, private institutions, and mega corporations. This is why there is such a rush to rewrite the the history books, but we are in the information age. Good luck with that. I found an article from the NPR entitled, quote, Harvard release reports detailing its ties to slavery, plans to issue reparations, unquote. Harvard Endowment is the largest of any American institution. They have approximately $56 billion. They're talking about everything except cash reparations. The white supremacist financial elites paid reparations to Japanese Americans during World War II, they paid reparations to American Indians and for the Iran hostages. These career politicians are not saying a word about all the money they have given Ukraine or all of the taxpayers' dollars going towards feeding, clothing, and housing illegal Latino immigrants who are crossing the borders daily. Notice they're acting anti-black. All these other groups can get access to funds and resources. There are black people who are paid millions of dollars to encourage black people to continue to vote for nothing like the organization called, quote, Black Voters Matters, unquote. On this platform, we try to educate black Americans and our allies about what's really happening in the United States of America. We want black Americans to start demanding tangibles for our vote from both Democrats and Republicans. We're nonpartisan. We're not affiliated with anyone. We're independent. Asian Americans have an anti-Asian hate crime bill, yet black Americans are the number one victims of hate crime 
in America, according to the FBI statistics. Every time there's something specifically for black people, then all of a sudden it's for everybody. That mess needs to stop. The Democrat Party has had a monopoly on the black vote for 60 years. For example, if a light company has a monopoly on its consumer, then they tend to take their consumer for granted versus when they versus when the consumer has a choice. We are the only group in America that will fight against something that will benefit the collective. It's my hope that through this video podcast we can encourage our members and listeners to get on run accord, meaning to get on code and push for cash payments, reparations. That's what we need. Anyone speaking against reparations, we need to call them out because they are being anti-black progress. Many black organizations have been pushing for a cash pay payment. However, with the current state of the U.S. economy and the potential collapse of the U.S. dollar, it may be more beneficial to demand alternative forms of reparation, such as land, resource, or education. It's important to consider the long-term effects and stability of any reparation plan. Cash payments may provide short-term relief, but if the economy collapses, it won't be worth much. This topic looks deep into the potential effects and drawbacks of this approach and considers its feasibility in the current economic climate. Join us as we explore this complex issue. The rest of the world is uniting against the U.S. reserve currency. Black people need to understand how this is going to affect us and how you can be prepared. If you are listening to my last podcast, I talked about how BRICS, which is an acronym for five nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. BRICS nations is now reaching out to OPEC, organizations of the petroleum exploring countries. All of the other nations are starting to form their own club against the U.S. reserve currency. We're currently between 56 and 61 percent wise out of all of the reserves in the world. There's a plan down the pipeline. Eventually, every nation is going to have a central bank digital currency. Basically, as I mentioned in my revised book, the world is going to create a cashless society so that the financial elites can monitor what you are buying. We, what we don't see in these spaces is a lot of people who look like me and you in the blockchain spaces. What we're trying to do in Grakayo, Chicago is to teach black people information technology, coding, and learning blockchain. All these governments, world banks, and IMF are taking interest in this new technology. It's more than just buying 
the coin and then trading it for a higher price. It's about how how to operate the technology. Then you will be in demand. These jobs are paying two to three hundred thousand dollars every two weeks. The reason why things are getting so expensive is because the Federal Reserve is printing too much money. If you're not prepared for digital currency, what do you think would happen? I believe America could end up becoming a third world country on top of the wealth gap between blacks and whites in America. Family, we need to build Gokai of Chicago. Now, don't wait until I am dead. Embrace my vision and plan for black America and Africa. I don't have another 31 years to waste. Our children is worth it. Mark my words, they're going to be another wealth transfer that's coming, and a lot of black people are going to miss out. Not only do we need to have the proper preparation in place, but we also need to be in those rooms when decisions are being made. In other words, black people need to be working in, in the tech field so that we can be in the in these meetings. For example, when the board of directors in Silicon Valley created YouTube, none of us were in those meetings, and yet those guys made $500 million each when they sold it to Google. If you were in those meetings, you would have helped design some of the new technology that we are using today. Look, I don't care if people like like me or not. What I'm trying to build in Gratio, Chicago, is offer real opportunity for black people who are serious about learning a skill set that can benefit them, their family, and the African-American community, if given a chance. Right now, there is not enough blockchain develop developers for the money that's waiting out there. You have companies who have millions of dollars that they are willing to pay developers, but they don't have enough developers to do the job. For example, Bitcoin is already worth a trillion dollars and it's global. Historically, black people have been excluded from obtaining the American dream. You have gatekeepers in these colleges and universities to try to prevent you from entering into their tech programs because they require you to take calculus and trigonometry. In of Chicago, as long as you have the basic college math, we can work with you in obtaining your tech dream jobs or teach you how to start your own tech business. Now, Nowadays, racism won't stop you in this industry if you have the skill set. If you're demanding cash payments with all the things that's going on with inflation and the dollar is literally losing its value, what good is cash payments if the cash becomes worthless? Black America, we are in a very special place in this day and age. We have to keep in mind that the American government has been practicing benign and neglect since the Monaghan Report during the 1960s. To learn more about this report, go to my 
Medium transcript and scroll down to show and prove. In a nutshell, benign and neglect is a national race policy whereby the federal government does nothing more than allow the massive civil rights progress of the 1960s to take effect. These career politicians are going to dangle reparations when the election is getting close. I explained to my group members and my listeners over 10 years ago that we can beat this white supremacist financial elite at their own game if more of us would apply for dual citizenship in Africa or in the Caribbean because they would be they would that would give us more leverage having the the black population to back us up so we can use economic boycotts against American companies in Africa or in the Caribbean until we get our reparations if not cash reparations then digital payments because if we receive cash payments that is worthless then that's not a win as long as black people remain in America the white supremacist financial elites will never allow us to have our own space to raise our children this is why I keep saying we need to reconnect with our African immigrants within the United States so that they can work with us and rebuilding our communities then we can launch our African tours so that we can do international trade among our brothers and sisters on the African continent in the Caribbean and in Brazil notice the white supremacist financial elites is not bothering the Asian community or the Latino community they are only targeting the African American community and that's a that's by design I believe the only place we have a safe place to raise our children is in Africa or in the Caribbean or Latin America America has a wicked and oppressive spirit because America was built off of anti-black racism that's the foundation of the United States of America like it or not white supremacy, white supremacy is the European American culture I am in favor of black people having their US passports and eventually taking their African tours African Caribbean Caribbean tours and Latin American tours with our Christian business Krakai of Chicago before I end this video podcast I want to respond to some of the response I've been getting from my Twitter comments about Russell Wilson's wife Sierra dress that she wore during the Oscars I think that he should not have allowed his wife to wear a semi-nude dress in public under this new Egyptian system traditional family values and manhood is under attack we see the hidden agenda of anti-traditional male who is 
who used to be the breadwinner of the family, basic things men have done for centuries. In America, we have been, been seeing the rise of feminization of males in Western world. I'm in favor of the traditional family, the way God meant for things to be. If you allow your wife to wear a semi-nude dress in public, it's going to draw negative attention. That's what it says about you as a man in leadership of your household. Men should lead their household. I take I talk about this in my revised book. Let's review the traditional African American household. When the black man was head of his household, notice how our family stayed connected. In contrast, black single parent families today is 80% of the household. Compiled with the rise of the crack epidemic, which was which gave rise to mass incarceration. Now we have a single parent led household based on matriarchy without the protection and leadership of the black man. We get demonized for saying that the black man should lead their household. Leadership does not mean abusing someone. Leadership means honoring your wife, providing for your children, and protecting your family. The problem is modern women take ideology is based on feminization. Many men are looking for traditional women to spend the rest of their lives with. That's why they call them passport roles. Sierra could, couldn't get away with dressing like that in Uganda. She would be shamed by men and by the women. I was able to experience that in the African-American community before it trans transformed into this mess. What I see today doesn't, doesn't work. I notice this generation does not want to build anything. Then how do you expect to have something worthwhile in your community? The mainstream media does not want to promote a strong, black, successful alpha male. This is why we have to support our black grassroots media. Let's get on cold with each other and separate from the degenerates within our communities. Before the civil rights era, we still had our own community and more cohesiveness among each other. I don't plan on fighting the white supremacist financial elites the rest of my life. My focus is on connecting with brave and smart black people, African people, so that we can turn my vision and plan for black America and Africa into a reality starting in Chicago. If we can at least agree on reparations, either in the form of cash payments or digital payments, and have that financial transfer of wealth to the hands of descendants of American slaves, then we can begin making an impact in the African-American community, in the Caribbean, and in Brazil, and on the African continent. This is what the Lord has called me to do. 
please leave a public comment on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this video podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to listen to my video podcast. Uh, Again, please uh, leave comments. uh, Hit that like button. And most of all, share this. Share this with all your friends on Facebook and any other social media that you are on. Um, The more we get this message out there, and most of all, the more um, people donate to our film project, the sooner we can turn this uh, vision into a reality. Again, this is the best that I can do right now because this is where I'm at. Again, I don't want to be doing this another 30 years. Again, people can have free will. That's fine. Those of you that's not interested, please delete yourself off my friends list. You're taking up space. Um, Those that want to see me in person, well then, uh, work with me to help um, raise the funds for this film project and you will see me. Because, again, the proceeds from that film, that's going to allow me to um, be in a position where I can hire qualified black middle class professionals that's going to help me run this business. And people aren't going to be able to see me uh, in the field. I'm not going to be behind a computer. But right now, this is where I'm at. Um, Again... Next Saturday, we're going to have our uh, virtual conference. So, the people, you know, if you really want to be on there, please practice with me using um, StreamYard. Make arrangements with me through my uh, Facebook inbox. Send me a message so we can go ahead and do that and practice. All right. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and conclude our uh, program for today. Thank you. Peace and blessings.